This is Diapers and Disciples, episode 33. On Diapers and Disciples, we're talking about living out the Great Commission as a mom. I'm Amber O'Hearn, and today's chat is with Jessica Coleman. We talk about some of the joys and struggles of motherhood, how to enjoy your kids during the exhausting toddler years, and eating healthy as a family. Jessica had some really beautiful insights into motherhood, and I was able to chat with her a bit about what went into her discernment from working mom to stay-at-home mom. This was perfect timing because next week's episode is with a mama who discerned to continue working in an at-home setting after becoming a mom, and in a couple weeks, we've got an episode with a mama who has discerned to continue working outside the home. So I hope these next few episodes will be especially helpful to those who've emailed about discerning work life with kids. I know you're going to love this episode. Thanks for listening in. Here's my chat with Jessica. So we met a couple years ago when you hosted us in your home for a mutual friend's wedding, and it was such a joy to be in your home. And there are just certain homes where you just feel so welcome as soon as you enter. And I felt that way with your house and with your family. So I'm so glad that's like, that's like one of my, mine and Peter's goals is like, we just, whenever someone comes to our house, we want them to feel welcome and comfortable. Like we're just like, yeah, go in the fridge, whatever. (laughs) Yeah. That's awesome. You guys do that so well. Thank you. Um, so, so for those who are listening who don't know you, maybe you could start off by telling us a little bit about you and about your family. Yeah, so I'm Jessica Coleman. I married Peter Coleman. We both met at Franciscan um, in 2009. Uh, we dated all the way up until we graduated and got married in 2013. Um, and we have two, we live in Chicago, the Chicago area. Um, we have two little boys. Our oldest, Isaac, is turning four. Actually, he turned four yesterday. Oh, great. And yeah, well, he doesn't know it because I'm not like I'm visiting my parents in Florida. And so we like, we're like, we're not going to tell him it's his birthday. <laughs> <laughs> Just wait until you get, yeah. get back and celebrate. Yeah. Um, and then Micah is our second and he is seven. He's about 17 months old. And then we're about seven months pregnant with our third boy. that's right congratulations that's so exciting thank you yeah so I mean we're just like living life in Chicago and work I mean my husband's working now I'm not working anymore so I'm stay-at-home mom now and um yeah we're we're doing really well I love it we bought our first house and gosh I don't even the years just start blending together when you have kids they do (laughs) (laughs) um I've been in the house for two years so so that was like a huge exciting thing for us like we know that we're gonna live there and I grew up in military so like we moved every one or two years so the fact that we like bought a house and we like know we're gonna be there for a while is kind of big for me so so yeah we're just you know just taking it day by day and loving on our boys and everything that's so great um have you started talking to your boys about um the new one coming and oh yeah or yeah. Are yeah. they excited or how do they feel about it? Well, I, you know, Micah, he's so, so Isaac, my oldest, he's, he's always been super mature for his age. I mean, it's incredible <laughs> how mature he is, but he, even when he was like two and a half and we had Micah on the way, he understood that, that there was a baby coming and he's so great with babies. I mean, he'll tell you now he's like, babies love me. Like he just, <laughs> so, so he's excited. Cute. And like, when we didn't know what this baby's gender was, he was like, we need it. Like he says it as if he's 
also parenting the children. He's like, we need a girl because we already have a boy. Like he doesn't include himself in that. He's like, we have Micah. He's a boy. We need a girl. He'll, he'll, you know, he's so sweet. He'll come over and just give me a hug and kiss, kiss the the baby, like my belly. And um, he'll talk every now and then about when the baby comes. And um, Micah is a completely different breed. Like, I don't know if he's human, I'm not sure, but he, <laughs> he's too busy crawling on the walls and stuff. So he doesn't understand that there's a baby coming. Yeah. So, but, but I mean, yeah, I mean, I think, I think they're going to love this baby. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's awesome. I love hearing that. Um, so what would you say have been your greatest joys and struggles in motherhood? Oh gosh. So that's a really good question because, because I feel like as mothers, we like the struggles seem so paramount compared to the joys. Yeah. Um, so it's so hard to like think of the joys, but I'll start with a struggle. I think, I think, um, well, I think one of the obvious struggles is adjusting to no sleep or lack of sleep. Um, like I, I know when Isaac was born, our first, it was like, what? I like, how am I? <laughs> we were zombies. Like I, I seriously don't really remember much because I feel like we were just, we were just so out of it. Um, and, and you adjust to it. So, so, I mean, it's a struggle here and there still like when, when Micah's teething sometimes and he's not sleeping so well, it's, it's still a struggle. I mean, your body needs rest. And so, especially as mothers, like, sometimes and and being pregnant I'm like oh my gosh I need sleep like like there's a point where coffee doesn't work and yeah (laughs) so I think that's a huge struggle just like trying to have energy for the kids and um and the lord and your husband and you know the community and stuff um I'd say another struggle that that kind of plays into is um is and specifically for me um I'm not sure if all mothers feel this but I've struggled the past couple of years with like feeling anything when I go to mass because, because like we go to mass and like you're tired and then you have a toddler to make sure that they're behaving in mass, make sure that like, like they have what they need so that they're, you know, just like you're parenting during mass too. And, Mm -hmm. um, and I remember when we were, when we studied abroad, um, in Austria and we went to all these places, we actually went to the Holy land too. And I felt such a huge connection to the mass, like especially the um, um, communion and and um, and the passion of Christ too. Like that's like one of my personal um, devotions is the passion. And just now, like it's so hard for me going to mass because I'm like I'm sitting here and I don't even know what the gospel was. I don't even remember what he said during the homily. Like <laughs> so that mm. that's like a really big struggle. And like, I've worked through it a little bit. And, um, because I feel like, I feel like I'm letting the Lord down. Cause I'm like going to mass for him, but I'm not like, I'm not always completely there. Like sometimes I'm not even mentally there. And so that's been a huge struggle. I think that's been present that I could say has been present, like most of, you know, since becoming a mother. Um, mm-hmm. and I mean, like I said, like I've worked through it and one of my, um, this, this, uh, woman who has, she has five kids, they're all older. And so she's just super experienced, um, in motherhood and she's super wise. And every time I talk to her, she just like, I don't know, like she just knows what to say. Like she just gets me, I guess. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And she was like, she was like telling me, she was like, well, you know, like the Lord called you to be a mother and he's calling you to mass. And so like, he knows that you're not going to be able to 
like participate like your participation is in a different way now and so she was telling me like your participation now is like you're bringing your child like you're like you're not only bringing yourself to the lord but you're you're bringing your children before the lord and like even though you don't feel like you're getting much out of it like your your children are and so that like that like took a huge i just remember like the second she said that like took a huge weight off my shoulder yeah wow jessica i'm so glad you brought this up that is so beautiful. And I think that is a common struggle for um, moms. And I know I've felt that myself. And so I'm really glad you're bringing this up <laughs> because yeah. that is so encouraging what you just shared. Um, yeah. So I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just wanted no, to say fine. how encouraging that was. So no, I'm um, glad it's not just me. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like it's something super personal. So like, it's good to hear that it's not just me because like, I don't know, like we, like sometimes with our prayer life, like we share it with our spouses, but it's, it is, it's personal, like your, your um, relationship with the Lord. And so I don't know, like sometimes, especially when you're super tired and like, you're just kind of like internalizing everything. You're like, oh yeah, we're going to mass again. And I don't like really feel anything. Like, I don't know. Sometimes you feel alone in that. So it's really, it's, I mean, I assumed that other moms dealt with it too, but it's good to hear Mm -hmm. like that it, you know, that it's not just me. (laughs) Yeah. My husband and I were talking about that the other day. Um, the idea of like, what does it, what does actual participation mean? Like, Mm -hmm. it doesn't necessarily mean like, um, like saying the words (laughs) necessarily, like, like praying vocally in that way. Sometimes it means, you know, we're in the back with a crying child and we're just, um, offering that to the Lord. (laughs) And so, um, yeah. So I think that's, that's so good that you brought that up. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's, I think it's going to be something that's, I think there's going to be so much more joy that comes from it than I'm seeing like in the future. Um, but, but yeah, just hearing that from, um, my friend, she, she just told me that and I was just like, oh my gosh, you're so right. Like, this is what the Lord wants from me. Like he's, he's mm-hmm. calling me to bring my children there. Like, and that's, and I'm doing exact, I think what, what she said was you are doing exactly what you're supposed to do. And that, like, I was, like I said, I was feeling like I was letting the Lord down, but I'm not, I'm doing exactly what he wants me to do. And so that's, that was super comforting for just like my heart and my soul. Mm-hmm. So beautiful. I love that. Okay. So Jessica, what would you say have been your greatest joys of motherhood? Yeah. So my, um, my, it's a really good question because, um, there are so many joys in motherhood, but I feel like they're all like little things because I'm so focused. I feel like sometimes I'm so focused on like how tired I am, which is something I'm working through. But, um, I would say like when, um, uh, watching, watching my children grow and seeing the fruits of all of my struggles is a huge joy. Um, and like, for example, when Isaac comes up to me and he, he just like, just randomly will come up to me and say, I love you, mama. Mm. Or like just the fact that he feels so loved in our home and just like, just like seeing the kids just like playing by them, like playing together, but you know, by themselves and they're laughing or like they're, Mm. you know, they're running around the dining room table, chasing each other, just like giggling so much. Like, (laughs) it's a huge joy because it's like, oh my gosh, these are my children and they're loved and they're happy and healthy. And, um, that's just, and, and it makes, I mean, obviously it feels like an achievement too. Like, you know, like I gave that to them. Like I, you know, like they, they feel like that in my like home and like in my presence and stuff. And, um, I don't know if that's considered a joy. I just, it brings me so much joy to see that and to see them like smiling and laughing. And, you know, when they're learning, like when Isaac comes over and like, 
does something or says something and I'm like, where did you learn that? Like, that's really smart. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I would say that's a huge joy for me. I, I love that. And um, it made me laugh when you're talking about the kids running around the dining room table because my kids do that too. So I don't oh know if it's gosh. just like a universal thing where they feel like they need to run around in circles, but yeah, <laughs> that's well, they so do. funny. And like, our, the layout of our house, it's like, it's the living room, dining room and kitchen are all open. And we also have like a little, um, a little island in our kitchen. And so sometimes it's not just the dining room table. It's literally like all three, like the yeah. perimeter of all three rooms. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm like doing something in the kitchen. They just keep running past me. Like, <laughs> but it's that's so fun so for great. them. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's so great. I love that. Um, so you were mentioning this kind of like exhaustion and tiredness that comes with the early years of motherhood, especially. And I think a lot of us can relate to that. So I'm thinking about for myself and for women listening, have you been able to find ways to enjoy time with your toddlers in those exhausting years? (laughs) Um, Yes. And it's, you know, it's not often. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And, um, but I think, I think most times um, it's when I slow down, like, like not just like choosing to slow down, but sometimes my body's like, okay, you need to sit like, like you're too tired to do this. Like, like even if it's just for 10 minutes, if, if like I, like you slow down and you just watch your kids just for like 10 minutes. Um, Like in our house, we often have music on in the house, like when I'm doing laundry or whatever. Um, And that's something that like, like whenever I put the music on, I'm like, okay, I'm going to get some stuff done. Yeah. And, um, and sometimes like, you know, I have the music on, I'm doing the household things and the boys are just all over the place. Um, but there was like, for example, there was one day and I was like chugging coffee and folding laundry and doing dishes. And I was just trying to get as much done in as little time as possible. Mm-hmm. And, um, at one point I was, and you know, I'm pregnant. And so like, at one point I was just like so tired and I just like sat down. I was just like, I'm done. Like I just sat, I think I was folding laundry at the dining table and I just like sat in the chair right next to me. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, um, and I started, like, I was just sitting there and I was just like watching my kids from afar. Like they were over in the living room and I was just like sitting there kind of in, in like, like out of it, just like watching the kids. And then I realized that they were dancing. Like I had the music on and they were just like in the living room dancing and they were full of so much joy and laughter and they were waddling and shaking their little booties. And and I like never noticed that before. Like I could, because you know, when I'm, you know, I'm just running around doing all these things. And so I'm just sitting there watching them. And I like, it felt, I felt so much joy just watching them and I couldn't help, but literally like sit there and smile. And I, you know, it was in a span of like five minutes. So I think just like in those moments when either I decide to slow down, like, you know what, the dishes can wait, the laundry can wait. I'm going to sit here, even, you know, me being pregnant and lazy. I'm just like, I'm just going to sit on the couch and, you know, the kids entertain themselves and I watch them or they come over to me and they bring me a book. And so like we read a book together and, um, just like in, I, I find that enjoying my kids the most is when, when I just slow down just for a tiny bit. Mm. And, um, or even just like, when I'm putting my oldest down for a nap or, or to bed, like sometimes we just sit there and talk for a couple minutes or like, or like, you know, I'll, I'll lay there with him and he, he's just like, he, he's so, he's so cuddly and loving that he just like, he'll put his arm, like he puts his arm around me and like Aww. rubs my arm or something. So just like being in those moments where like, 
they're not super substantial. Like nothing substantial is happening in like the eye of anyone else, but like just like these little moments where seemingly nothing is happening, but so much like just watching them dance or just like being in the presence of your child. I feel like that's when I enjoy them the most. Mm, That is so beautiful. So would you say there were times like what, what helps you to slow down or realize that you need to, um, take that time to maybe just be, is there something in particular or is it, has it just been like the tiredness of pregnancy or? Um, I think, yeah, I think, I think some, most times it's just the tiredness of pregnancy. And I think I I sometimes tell myself that the Lord is making me tired so that I sit and watch my kids. (laughs) (laughs) Like he's Mm -hmm. like, okay, you need to do something else than like laundry and stuff. But, um, but yeah, I mean, there are times when I'm, you know, not so tired, but I am thinking like, okay, I'm doing a lot today. Like I just force myself to like, like when I, um, when I do get that cup of coffee, I force myself to sit. And, um, sometimes it's with the kids, sometimes it's not. And the kids are just around and I can just think. And, um, and even in that, I mean, that's, that's a form of self care. Like if you give yourself that, then you'll be able to enjoy your kids later on more. Mm -hmm. So, um, I think it's, it's one of those things where it's, um, you have to either do it when you're forced, like when you're tired, or you have to just kind of like, you know, you could schedule it maybe just like at this time every day, I'm going to sit for 10 minutes and pray, or I'm going to sit and read a book to my kids or something. Um, mm-hmm. And like I used to, cause I used to um, be working. And so, you know, it was, it was hard because any second that I had a free time was going towards working. And so um, it's something that that took time for me. Even when I stopped working, it was like, I was so used to using that time for something else. So it's becoming easier and easier for me to tell myself to slow down. So it's like one of those things that is Mm. gradual, like you have to force it in the beginning and then it'll become easier. Yeah. I love that. That's really helpful. Um, so I know another thing that you are passionate about is healthy eating and, a healthy lifestyle for your family. So I, I would love to know just a little bit about that. Um, like what are some ways that you do that in your family life? And have you always been passionate about, about that? Um, well, I was not, (laughs) I wasn't always passionate about it. Like before I met Peter, I didn't really eat very healthy. Like growing up, we had like a dessert shelf in our pantry and everything. Mm -hmm. But, um, but no, I started really getting into fitness like a year before or like a, like six months before I went to college. And um, and then I worked, I was a personal trainer at in college. Um, and so that, I mean, when you, when you are into fitness so much, like you realize, especially when you're exercising every day, you realize like when you eat crappy, you feel, you feel like basically like you're dying when you exercise. Hmm. Um, so, so I would, I was starting to eat healthier. And then, um, when we got, when we got married, it was like, it's so different because you get married and then you have like, you have your own kitchen. Like you don't, you're not sharing a kitchen with anyone. And so it was really exciting for me. Cause I'm like, I can make all these meals that I, you know, want to make. And like, my husband's going to eat them with me and we're going to be healthy. And it's, it's not always like, like right now, since I'm pregnant, it's, it's different. Like healthy eating looks way different than it did, um, last year. But, Mm -hmm. um, but one of the things that I'm super passionate about is like lowering sugar intake because sugar is basically like a drug, like from what I've been reading and hearing, like it's, it's so addictive 
and can cause so many issues so much that like that's why we crave sweets is because we're Mm -hmm. eating sugar and so like eating more sugar just like it's just like this endless cycle and um so so yeah like eating um you know getting my kids to eat healthier like I don't want them to grow up with this you know sugar addiction (laughs) Um, my husband's a little bit more difficult. He like, he like sneaks donuts here and there. Like, like I can't, I can't monitor him at work and it's not like I monitor him, but just like, I've noticed like we eat healthier and we feel healthier. Like I, like I feel way more clear minded, which is super important when you're a mom. Like Mm. I feel like I can handle the day a little bit more, handle stresses a little bit more when I'm, when I'm eating healthy. And, um, and so in that, like, we don't really ever keep chips in our house. Like we don't keep sweets in our house um, because if they're there, like if anyone, I will be the one eating it all in one day. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, I mean, like I said, right now it's different because like I'm pregnant and um, we had a lot going on. So, so we, you know, we bought some, some chips and they're in the house just because it's so easy to give to the kids with their sandwiches or something. Um, but also I really try to include vegetables in my kids' diet so that they're not freaking out about it. Like like um like if we make quesadillas, which we do a lot because we always have tortillas and cheese, but we like sometimes I don't have anything planned for dinner, so we make what's called leftover quesadillas. Like we put whatever we have left over inside of them. Smart. And I always try I to love that. <laughs> yeah, it's it's really handy. Yeah. But um because they love cheese, but like yeah, like I try to hide any kind of vegetable I have in there. Mm. Or like, you know, Micah loves macaroni and cheese. Um and so I'm always like, Okay, I'm gonna put some kind of vegetable in here, like peas or broccoli or something. Um so yeah, just like keeping like trying to keep the sugar intake down, which is like kind of impossible with children. Um but but yeah, like that's that's how I try to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Just keeping the bad stuff out of the house I've noticed has helped so much because we're not tempted to like just grab it out of the pantry and binge eat chips or Cheez-Its or whatever. Yeah. Wow. That's really good. That's, those are good tips. So how, how do you deal with your picky toddlers then? Like if they, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't know about you, but like, I'm thinking about like, if my daughter's like chicken nuggets <laughs> or like mac and cheese oh my gosh. and, uh, do you have any tips for, for, with kids? I mean, I think you just have to be consistent. I, from what I've, I mean, I'm, I've only been a mom on the outside for four, for four years. So yeah, I'm not super experienced, but from, from my experience, like I think consistency is key. And like, um, thankfully we started when they were really young, but I would say just like, like sometimes, like Isaac went through this phase where he hated broccoli and I'm like, dude, you just like used to down broccoli like last month. Like, <laughs> like it was no big deal. And like, he just like hated broccoli. And so, I mean, I didn't just start serving it to him every single day because that would be kind of ridiculous. But, but whenever we did have broccoli, like it would be on his plate. And if he freaked out about it, like we would say, well, we would do one of two things. We would either say, well, you don't have to eat it, but it's staying on your plate. And sometimes like we kind of had to fight with him a little bit, but eventually he was fine. I mean, it's like, it's not hurting you. So just leave it there. Um, And then some other times, like we would say like, well, you have to take two bites of it and that's all. And he, you know, he loves math. So it's, it's one of those things like, okay, we'll take three bites. And so he'll count out three bites. And, you know, sometimes he would eat all of it because it was good. (laughs) Yeah. But, um, 
But other times, yeah, he would just eat two or three bites and at least he he ate it. Sometimes he, he'll say that he doesn't like something and we're like, you've never tried this before. Like, you don't know if you don't like it. Mm-hmm. And we always do that. Like, like you have to at least take three bites or mm-hmm. um, something our pediatrician told us, which I don't know if many people would agree with it, but... I mean, I was so, this is back when he was like, I think he was like two and he started getting kind of picky and I was just like fed up with it because he wasn't, he like wasn't even eating meals that we would make. Mm. (laughs) And so my pediatrician was like, well, you know, if he's hungry, he'll eat it. If he's not hungry, like he'll be fine. And so he was like, he was like, if he doesn't eat dinner, like if he refuses to eat dinner for some weird reason, then that's what's, that's what he's having when he wants a snack like at night or, or in the morning for breakfast, like that's what he's having. Mm. And so we've done that a few times and thankfully like we've only had to do it a couple times and now he, you know, he'll sometimes grudgingly, but he'll, um, he'll eat like the few bites that we tell him to eat. But, um, but yeah, I think, I think just being consistent in that, like not like we usually don't give in, like, like you're for me, at least as a mother, like my children are going to eat what I slave over for them. Like, (laughs) I'm not going to just like put it away and give you what you beg for. Like if you want chicken nuggets or something instead of what I made, like, no, you're going to eat the dinner I made you. And, and then like, if you eat that, then later on, maybe you can have a snack or something. Right. Um, but I think just, yeah, being consistent in that and, um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's good. We uh, we like to do that too with like, you know, just take however many more bites. The other day we were saying, you know, Lucy, just five more bites. You can take five more bites and then you can be done. And um, she didn't want to take five bites. And I said, okay, how about three more bites and then two more bites? And she was fine with that. Oh, I do that. <laughs> so- yes, I do that all the time. It's so, it's so sneaky, but yeah. it's Yeah, no, I do that too. <laughs> that's great. And I, I love what you were saying about like incorporating thing like incorporating vegetables into the quesadillas or peas into the mac and cheese things that they like mm-hmm. and then just continually incorporating those healthy veggies i think that's a that's great that's a great tip i try <laughs> yeah so another question i had because it i think it takes time to eat healthy <laughs> it's mm-hmm. easier just to you know do something quick and easy so um how how do you make time for that Um, you know, that's a really good question because everyone's lifestyle is different. So like, um, like for us, you know, I thankfully I'm, I'm staying at home now and so I can take my time grocery shopping sometimes. I mean, not really now because Micah like tries to jump out of the cart. No joke. Like he'll try to (laughs) jump out of the cart or if I put him in the back of the cart, he just starts and he doesn't even throw them. He just like grabs things and like slowly just throws him out of the cart to the point where like I don't notice (laughs) it until later on so like but anyway like you know it would be more difficult for maybe like a couple that are both working um because I mean it's I don't know how they do it I mean I don't know how we did it when I was working but um but I think it kind of plays into have like keeping the unhealthy food out of your house and just having like snack like we always say, and I say this even now, like, I'm like, well, there's nothing quick to grab that's healthy. Like, I'm just going to grab this granola bar, which has like 20 grams of sugar or something. But mm-hmm. um, having healthy things like like um, cherry tomatoes, oh my gosh, they're so good, literally just popping them in your mouth, or even like frozen blueberries, eating them frozen. It's like candy. Um, mm-hmm. Just like having having quick things 
that are healthy, just having your, your fridge and your pantry stocked with those versus like chips or granola bars, or even like, even yogurt. I know yogurt is supposedly healthy, but they have so much sugar in them. Like I can't, I can't even like buy yogurt knowing how much sugar is in them because it just like Mm. freaks me out. (laughs) But like having healthy things, um, to snack on, like, um, like string cheese or something. And then also like making sure that you drink a lot because I feel like a lot of times when I think I'm hungry and I just want to snack on something, I'm really just dehydrated. Um, so yeah, I think, I think it's not really a matter of like making time for it. Like, yes, when you, when you have dinner, like you have to make time to make dinner. And, um, thankfully Pinterest has been a huge help for that. Like finding quick, healthy meals, um, that, that only take like 10 or 20 minutes to make um, has been super helpful. But but I think I think where at least my family falls in our healthy eating is with the snacking. Like we just want something quick and it's unhealthy. So I think at least as far as that goes, it's not a matter of making time. It's just like a matter of um, making sure you have the resources to eat healthy. Mm. <laughs> that makes yeah, sense. that does. That does make sense. And I feel like, do you also make snacks like um like homemade granola bars and muffins and things or maybe not muffins I don't know <laughs> I feel like maybe you do yeah, no, do you I, make healthy yeah. snacks and freeze them or something yeah well I remember um, hearing that. I, yeah so I've made like breakfast muffins they're like clean ingredients um and yeah I've done it before they're like banana oat muffins and I I do freeze them and I freeze them in like little bags that way like Peter can throw one in his um he can throw it in his lunchbox like the night before and then it's defrosted by the time he gets to work. Um, and I've started making um, like breakfast sandwiches and freezing them um, hmm. mostly for Peter because he he does work a lot and like he, you know, he doesn't eat breakfast as often as he should. Hmm. And when he doesn't eat breakfast, I feel like he probably snacks more throughout the day. Um, and the kind of snacks that they have at the warehouse are like... <laughs> not healthy they're like uh donuts or coffee cake right um so yeah I do make and and I do love making like I have this really awesome granola bar recipe that is so delicious that it doesn't even stay in the house for longer than a day (laughs) but um but yeah I do love making everything from scratch because I feel like I know what's in them and so it does take time to make those and and like I said like we don't always like I don't always make them and so sometimes I'll have like a specific brand of granola bars that like I'm okay with the ingredients and like, there's not a ton of sugar. Um, but when I do have a chance, like even, um, even if it's like when the kids are napping or something, um, I'll, and if I have energy, I'll make the granola bars or I'll make the muffins or something. Um, when Isaac's a little bit older, I'll probably get him involved. So, so that's something too, like you get your kids involved, which, Mm is a whole other topic of getting kids involved in eating and, and cooking their own food. And then they, they get so excited about like the broccoli that they cut themselves. (laughs) Hmm. Oh, that's good. I love that. Yeah. I, my son, um, PJ, he loves being in the kitchen. We've been calling him our little chef because he loves helping out. Um, and I think that's so great. That's a great tip. Like when they're able to help out, there's like some pride that comes in. Oh, I helped out with making this. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> um, so then, Jessica, I wanted to ask you, have there been any particular ways you've seen God at work in your family this year? Um, you know, so much has been going on with, like, 
so we found out we were pregnant last October and it, it was a surprise for us. It was just like one of those days that we just like weren't, we weren't charting. I, I was being lazy and I just like was not charting as well as I should have. <laughs> um, but so we found out we were pregnant and my pregnancy with Micah was super like, I, I was like not really alive for those nine months. Um, so I was really stressed out about like, how is this pregnancy going to go? And then Peter's mom actually got sick with leukemia like right or she was diagnosed with leukemia but she got sick like she was in the er like right after we found out and then my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer so like it's really hard to answer that because i feel like we've just been going 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 and i haven't been able to like stop and think about that but um i would say like i would say just the fact that this pregnancy has not been bad at all like it's probably better from mike's from what i'm thinking like it's hard to it's hard to compare them because with Isaac I was working. Um, Micah's was just so horrible. <laughs> I was just so sick all the time and like in pain all the time. But I think I think I would say the the Lord is working in our family in that like mm-hmm. I'm pregnant with my third and I have two little ones that I'm watching after. But I'm I'm actually able to like deal with it. Like I'm I, like I'm able to spend time with them. I'm able to start homeschooling Isaac and um and like. Uh, we, we do, we have been focusing more on family time. And I feel like just the fact that we have been stopping, like, like slowing down and thinking, okay, we need to spend more time together instead of doing all of these things that like these extracurriculars that we're trying to do. Um, I think that totally is the Lord because Peter and I are both business minded. And so we're just like, okay, how can we do this? How can we do that? And sometimes you just need to like slow down and spend time together instead of trying to do all these other things outside of the home. So um, I think that's the Lord like forcing us to do that because Mm. (laughs) I don't know how we would be able to do that otherwise. Um, But I just Mm. like this pregnancy really has been a blessing. And I know it's, it was a surprise, but I think the Lord is just like really having mercy on me (laughs) because I really was worried that I was just going to be a lump of, of a mother, like throughout this entire pregnancy. And it's been so easy. So so yeah, it's been it's been really great and I've been able to actually like focus on like this this year but not not like a like a new year's resolution or anything, but I've just had it on my heart to like stop doing all of these extra things that I'm trying to do and like be a mother because that's what I'm called to. I'm called to be a mother and I'm called to be a wife right now and um so I'm able to focus on that and actually start enjoying it. So that's beautiful. I would say that's, yeah. Yeah, I love that. And I love what you're saying about how when like there's so much craziness going on that God has given you like a peaceful pregnancy, which, um, yeah, it's amazing how he does that. Cause sometimes it seems like everything is going on (laughs) at once and it's just craziness all around. So to see how God has, uh, given you that peace through your pregnancy is, is awesome. And calling you to just like a stillness and just an enjoyment of marriage and motherhood is really beautiful. Yeah, that's a really good way to put it. I didn't think about that. Like he's calling me to be still. And I mean, there have been a couple of times where um, I've had some people call and ask like for me to do a session for them or something. And, you know, it would be decent money, but I'm just like, Peter, like right now, I, I don't want to stop being like, I just want to focus on the kids because I feel like I haven't been able to. And like, Mm. you know, I just stopped um, my side business last year, like last think December was my last session um or no not December sorry like August 
um, and you were doing photography. Yeah, I was. I right. have a, Correct. Well, yeah. we had a studio in our home, and I was doing some corporate photography too. Um, and it's so hard because, especially as a young family, and I'm sure like a lot of young families would would feel this. Like it's so hard to turn away money. Like it's like, oh yeah, I could do this mm-hmm. for you, and you know, put this like into our bank account and actually maybe save some money or something. But um, right. But no, it's and and that's what it is. Like it's been really hard because I used to. I used to always just be like, okay, yeah, sure, I'll do that. But now it's like the Lord is calling me to be still, which is what you said. And mm-hmm. that's to- like, I really do feel it like this year. Um, and maybe that's like, that's where the Lord is moving in our family. Like, I feel like he's mm-hmm. calling me to be still and I'm actually okay turning away certain things, like certain projects and stuff, because I'm like, no, like I'm really enjoying right now. Like I'm really enjoying being a mother and Hmm. that's what I needed. That's what my kids need and my husband and stuff. So, so yeah, (laughs) that's great. I'm glad you brought that up because I have, uh, I've gotten a few emails from women who wanted to hear from moms who were working and then decided to, um, stop working and stay home Mm -hmm. full time with the kids in particular with like the money aspect of like having that additional income. Yeah. So was it, did you feel like it was the Lord just working in your heart or what, like, what was the discernment of that? Was there like a discussion you had, um, at some point where it was like this, you know, these are the steps we need to take or what was that like for you? Um, well, so when I was working, I was working in a corporate office, um, and they, so my, my husband, He's working at his family company under his father, and he's basically being groomed to take over. So he's, like, doing a ton of stuff. And then mm. he used to also, on the side, be a part-time youth minister, which anyone who knows anything about youth ministry, whether you're part-time or full-time, it's always full-time. Like, you're, right. like you're on call. <laughs> so, um, so like, you know, he was using his vacation days from his full-time job to, to go on trips with the kids um, for youth ministry, which we were totally fine with. We were like, you know, this is a sacrifice. This is what needs to happen. Um, and I was working, um, part-time and then I was also trying to do my photography business on the side. So we didn't see, like at that point we didn't see each other a ton and it was starting to like wear on us, especially being like a, like a newly married couple as well and having a baby. Um, thankfully it just, thankfully I, well not thankfully, but like my, my job situation was really bad. Like the work environment was just very, um, stressful, um, which is a common theme in corporate offices. It was very, very stressful. And, um, so we had talked about how I wasn't going to renew my contract, um, when my contract was up. And, um, Mm -hmm. thankfully just, I, it was, it was totally the Lord. Um, he, my, my husband was able to get a, um, a promotion at his full-time job. Um, so I was able to actually quit a couple of months short of my, um, contract um, ending. Mm-hmm. So that was amazing. But I still, um, I still really wanted to pursue photography. And um, thankfully, I was able to do that because we like bought a house two months or three months after I quit my job. Um, and the new house had a studio downstairs. So like, it was easy, I guess you could say, because I could just have someone come babysit the kids upstairs while I did like a newborn session or, or like a headshot session downstairs in the studio. But it still was becoming like, like anytime Peter came home from work, I would have to go downstairs and edit or anytime like we had any free time because I'm, you know, during the day, like it's really hard to be 
a stay-at-home mom and a working mom because like anytime you have free time, you are working. And so like that takes away from family time. Like literally we still weren't even seeing each other. So um, it became this, this like almost like a burden. And I was feeling really bad because Peter works so hard at work and he comes home and I just feel bad giving him the kids and saying, okay, see you later. Like, um, so at one point I don't, something, I, I guess my heart was just so tired of like, of like, um, not being with my husband and my kids. Um, so I was telling Peter, I was like, you know, I think, I think I really need to like focus on the family. And it was really hard for me because I absolutely love what I do. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, so <laughs> I was, so I was supposed to quit in like December, 2016. And then I ended up, I ended up taking on, like, like you said, like, when someone wants to hire you, it's like, oh, this would be great money. And so I ended up taking on more sessions all the way up until like June the next year. Um, and I kept I kept asking myself, like, why am I doing this? Because I'm like, like, we're not I'm doing the exact same thing that I was doing before I said I was going to quit. So mm-hmm. eventually I got to a point where it was like it was hard for me to finally say because in my head I was thinking, well, I have to give up everything that I want to do to raise the kids and like be a wife and mother. And that's not fair because Peter has his career and that's so hard. I think for mothers or even fathers to like decide to be strictly stay at home Mm -hmm. because like you also want to have your avenues and stuff. And um, that was really, really hard for me because like I had built my business from the ground up and, you know, I started having like I had search engine optimization on my website and it was going so great. And I was having so many people calling me just from like searching on Google Mm -hmm. Um, so it was really hard. And even after I finally was like, okay, I'm done. It was hard for me to like, think like, kind of like those negative thoughts, like, oh, well, I gave, I gave up like a part of myself, but really, I mean, like, like I said, like the Lord is calling me to be a mother. He's not calling me to be a photographer right now. Like Mm -hmm. I'm supposed to be a mother to these humans and to like raise them in the Lord and like, and raise them to be like amazing men in society and like and like there's such a there's such a bigger plan in that than than my career like mm-hmm. I could never do half as much in my career than I could do with raising these children so and I'm not raising them by myself I know it kind of sounds like that but <laughs> but um but yeah it's really it's really hard to like let go of some of the things that you like you love like like for me I love photography but But now, I mean, like, I can use that talent and take more pictures of my kids. Like, Mm -hmm. I never really did that. So it is really hard to, like, let go of the money. And, like, it was always a – and I think communication with your husband or your spouse is, like, super important because Mm -hmm. um, if we weren't able to afford me working at – staying at home, then I would be working right now. Um, And thankfully, we haven't had that issue, but – I think if if it's an option and you really feel like you're being called to stay at home, even if it's a difficult uh, decision because you really love what you're doing, like you need to just think about like, what does the Lord want me to do? Hmm. Which is sometimes hard. Wow. I'm so glad you shared that. That was, um, yeah, really beautiful and really insightful. Um, I think a lot of moms are going to receive a lot from that. So thank you for being willing to share that part of your story. That's really yeah, beautiful. I, I hope it makes sense. Sometimes I feel like I'm rambling about that. No, no, that definitely makes sense. Um, that's great. 
Uh, so Jessica, what would you say is your favorite part of your home and why? Oh gosh. So my favorite part of our home is we have this sunroom and it's, um, it's the playroom. I'm sure you remember Amber. Yes, I do. <laughs> and so like three, it was like an add on. So one wall is just the siding of the, um, the house. And then the three walls are floor to ceiling windows. And we have a beautiful backyard. It's one of the main reasons why I was like, yes, we need to buy this house. Um, and like, so, you know, like when it's summer, just like looking out and seeing all the flowers is beautiful. Even when it's raining, like I love just sitting in there and like the rain hits the roof and the roof is made like there's no drywall. So like the way the rain sounds on the roof is just like so peaceful mm-hmm. and just like looking like you have like three, three um, walls full of just like the view of rain coming down or even like if it's snowing like it's just it's so beautiful and I can see my garden from one side of the sunroom so that's that's probably my favorite room even if there are toys all over Mm -hmm. the floor like I'm okay (laughs) yeah yeah that's beautiful I think windows make a huge difference we're with my parents right now and they have um big windows um you know, looking out into their backyard and they've kind of got a wooded area. And, um, I remember thinking the same thing when we were at your house, just, it makes a huge difference when there's huge windows, light coming in and, um, yeah, just fills your heart. So I love that. Um, and what would you say you are loving recently? Recently, I'm loving podcasts, actually. (laughs) Oh, really? Okay. Yes. Well, like I just started listening to these podcasts, like, like three months ago and like, I don't know, like they, they're just like a trend. Like I, I have no idea. And so I was just like, I was painting one day and I was like, I'm going to put a podcast on instead of like just putting music on. And, um, they're so inspiring. And that's like, that's why I've become somewhat obsessed with them because like I experience a lot of burnout, which I think a lot of mamas do, like we just experience burnout. And sometimes I don't even realize it. Um, and I'm just kind of like in this foggy place. And then, I notice how I haven't even taken a shower in a few days and um, just the the whole like trying to take care of myself and everything like while I'm taking care of these little humans. And so these podcasts have been so amazing because it's kind of like um, they're super inspiring. It's kind of like that finding a little bit of extra peace like in my life. Like so even if I'm and what I love about it is like I can do like I can listen while I'm doing dishes or laundry. And so instead of just like thinking about random things, which is totally fine. Like I can turn a podcast on and listen to like beautiful words and like other, other moms that are like there with me, like, and it's so inspiring and renewing. And that's like, I would say I'm actually like really obsessed with podcasts lately. Yeah. I feel very similarly (laughs) about podcasts. I, it's really encouraging to hear other from other moms in particular, I think. Um, do you have any favorite podcasts that you like to listen to? Well, I like Divers and Disciples. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, oh, shoot. What are they called? Oh, I think it's Fountains of Carrots is another one. Oh, yeah. That is that is um, two bloggers, right? Uh, I think someone so. else has mentioned that on the podcast, Haley and Christy, I think, and they co-host that. That's a yeah. great one. And then I would say another one would be Risen Motherhood is a pretty good one. Okay, great. Yeah, I have listened to some of those episodes as well and really enjoy those. Yeah. So awesome. Great. Those are great suggestions. So my last question for you is do you have any mom hacks to share? Yes. Oh my gosh. And we Peter and I started this like maybe um we started maybe four months ago and you know, we failed the first time. 
and then we redid it and we're still like we're still um trying to figure out how to work it but it's been so successful is um toy bin rotation oh yes okay talk to me a little bit about that what it looks like for you guys yeah so so we we try to live minimally like we've been actually getting rid of a lot of stuff like we're just like why do we have this like we haven't used it in years so so we've been like getting rid of things and like like making sure that like our house has has a place for everything and like we're not because when we don't have a ton of stuff like I feel like and my husband like we talk about this all the time we're like we just have more time for like the Lord and our family and our community and so like having less things is so important for us and um for my family and um so the toys is like a whole other beast because like Mm -hmm. they end up all over the house like (laughs) everywhere And so that's one of the main things I was like, oh my gosh, like, and especially being pregnant, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not bending down to pick these up. Like, (laughs) like I'm not, because if I bend down, like I either won't come back up or like something will hurt or I don't know. Um, And, you know, Isaac is really good at cleaning up and Mike is starting to get really, really good at cleaning up too. But sometimes they don't always do it. And like, they're little kids, so I'm not going to force them to clean every single thing up every single day. But one of the big things was we downsized our toys. Like we were like, okay, well they don't need two sets of tools. They don't need 50 cars. Um, so we downsized all the toys to things that they were actually playing with, um, versus things that like, like they, they would just end up on the floor and never played with. Um, and then after we did that, we got five storage bins. Um, and they're not like the huge ones and they're not tiny either. They're, I guess medium size. I don't know. Yeah. Um, so we have five storage bins and I organize the toys into each bin. Um, and so what we do is like each day, a toy bin, one toy bin is taken out. So there are certain things that like stay out, like, like they have like this, um, wooden castle that stays out and like a couple of like bigger items that stay out all the time, but all their like smaller toys, they're in these toy bins. And so like we take one out, one day and open it up and those are the toys for the day and then at the end of the day it's so much easier to just like grab all these toys and put them in a bin or like even just to put the bin in the middle of the room and to say all right kids put all the toys in this bin like it's so much easier and um and then the next day we get another toy bin out and they haven't seen those toys for you know four or five days so they get so excited about it and they actually um, they actually play with them <laughs> yeah. instead of just like, because I think kids get so overwhelmed with all of these toys that, excuse me, that they, they don't really play with them. They, I mean, for us, at least our kids were just throwing them on the floor and then not playing with them. So, um, so yeah, we started doing that. And the first time we did it, like I said, we just like, weren't putting the toys back in the bin and stuff. And, you know, I think my husband, cause I'm in Florida right now, my husband was like, when you get back, we need to reorganize the toy bins. <laughs> but um, but it's so great because, like, we do not have – we probably have like 10% of the amount of toys on the floor now that, that we did before. Mm. Um, and we know where they go. Like, at the end of the day, all the toys go in the toy bin. So yeah. it's seriously, like – it's a lifesaver. <laughs> That's and the kids so great. Love it. Like, the kids seriously, like, you take a, you take a new toy bin out – and they're jumping up and down like Micah even he just like knows to go straight into the playroom and I put in the middle of the playroom and um sometimes like sometimes I don't you know get all the toys back in the toy bin at the end of the day so the next morning Isaac's like we better get another toy bin out and I'm like okay well you got to put all your toy your 
toys from yesterday in the bin and he i mean he books it like he he gets his butt moving and he puts all those toys away and it's it's really great and i think it also teaches them to like really cherish their toys too Hmm. that's so great a few people have mentioned this to me now and so uh we're going to be moving within the next month probably so we're excited to implement yeah and we're excited to implement some of the new strategies <laughs> that we've yes. been kind of storing in our mind so I know I've been telling everyone about it and like like when we were going through all of the toys it's a job to go through all of the toys that you have like for like initially mm-hmm. but it's it's so nice I mean like even like and it's so much easier to get rid of things after you've done it a couple of times because you're like okay we have this one little toy that he got from Chick-fil-a and it doesn't go with anything else and he rarely plays with it like it's not like a part of a whole, like it's not like a block that goes with a huge block set or anything. So I'm like, okay, we can donate this. Like, right. <laughs> he doesn't need it. It's so, it's, it's great. I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> That's awesome. That's really great. Well, Jessica, thank you so much for coming on. It's been so lovely chatting with you and I, I really appreciate you taking the time to, to speak with us. Yes. Thank you so much for asking me. I'm, I, it's an honor <laughs> to be on your podcast. Awesome. So thank you. Awesome. Thank you. Well, I'll go ahead and close this in a prayer. Lord Jesus, thank you so much for uh, this time today to chat with one another. And Lord, I thank you for all the moms listening today. I pray that wherever they're at, uh, Lord, with their days, (laughs) whether they're running errands or driving somewhere or washing dishes or um, getting their day started in the morning, God, um, that you would... Just give them the grace and the strength they need today to love well and to be present to you, Lord, and to their children. God, we love you and we offer this all in your holy name, Jesus. Amen. Hi, friends. Thanks so much for listening in today. You can find out more about Jessica and check out some of her recipes at her blog, dutyintodelight.com. And you can find me online at diapersanddisciples.com. Friends, if you are a regular listener of the podcast, I would be so honored if you shared your favorite episode with a friend or on social media. Thanks for spreading the word and helping the podcast grow. Until next time, you all are in my prayers. God bless.